Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of Advanced Platform Committee. Once again, we want to engage with you through this podcast and hope it benefits you. So take a listen to this week's episode and let us know what you think. Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to Muslims on the Move. This is our second episode, ladies and gentlemen. This is exciting. And you have yours truly, Abdurrahman. Amina. Fatima. And Kabir. MashaAllah. That is the game. And today we are we have a really interesting topic, right? We have this crazy 2020 year that we've had with we can't we can't even count how many how many interesting things happened this year. But we have to cap it off now within a few weeks and make some really large decisions that's gonna impact the next four years. And we have an election upon us. How do you guys feel about that? Well, hmm. honestly, this is my first time voting. So I, I don't know if I'm excited. I mean, my option, there's no, there's no real option. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's all right. It ain't, it ain't nothing too crazy. Two out of 10 for me. <laughs> Two out of 10. Tell us how you really feel about this election. Those are some high Two marks. Those are some high marks. <laughs> so, I have one with that... negative one negative <laughs> so as much as people are talking about voting and, and getting out there two out of ten I, uh, that doesn't make me so hopeful about what our turnout is going to be so speak speaking of voting this year right we have all these ballots and a, a, a lot of a lot of talk about how we're going to vote with covid uh you know what do you feel about you know, voting in this time period? I mean, for me, I just feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like everything's turned to, like, propaganda. Even, like, the fact that Trump was, like, saying, um, basically, he was like, if you vote for me, I'll give you another stimulus check. And I'm just like, huh? Like, is this a presidential <laughs> election? Like, yeah, nah, nah, we need that regardless. We need that regardless. Right. I mean, that's something, man. Right. And it's just like, I feel like this, I feel like he knows that if he don't get into the second term he's going to jail he's going to jail like the <laughs> amount of stuff he does <laughs> that is not correct he is going to jail <laughs> like that's it you know what's crazy well what's crazy is that like just while we're talking about trump and going to jail like that man paid what 750 dollars like in income taxes he had mad years where he paid no money in income taxes think about how much i have to pay in income taxes like over the last couple of years, and it was it was way more than seven fifty. That man is a grade mm-hmm. A finesser. Grade that's what A I'm saying. I mean, that's the American dream. I'm well, great. That's true. Like, I can't like, knock that. That's true. Like, the there's a part time. of me that respects it. Like, wait, what am I doing <laughs> wrong? What should I be doing? But then I also remember we made Wesley Snipes sit in jail for quite a long time. Um, mm. Trump might have to sit too. Might, that's what I'm saying. He's grade A. So they have this- <laughs> until the term is done. <laughs> they have these uh, presidential things called pardons. And um, towards the end of their term, I'm pretty sure uh, he'll make sure he exercises that presidential right also. So I can't see him going down for anything. I don't think he's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. A, can a president pardon themselves? And like, can you also be pardoned before you're charged with a crime? Right. Like, otherwise, what would you be pardoned for? 
Right. Uh, that's that's a great great point. Mm-hmm. Great point. Like, and how I, many I know things, he'll find his way out. How many things can you pardon? Like, damn, he done did a lot. <laughs> Speaking of, right? So I hear there's some funny business with with just getting out to the ballots and voting early. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. what's the atmosphere for early voting? What are your thoughts? Do you, do you just do it the old fashioned? Do you you know? I think the best is to do it the old fashioned way because there's I, I was even reading online. I don't know how true this stuff would be. You know things you see on Facebook and your parents mm-hmm. sending you all these WhatsApp messages <laughs> about like. But someone in, on Twitter posted the other day about like oh, there's some like fake. Um, you know how people trying to mail their ballots and they're like shutting down all the mailing things. And it's like, mm. there's some like fake um, things and stuff. Like if you put your ballots in there, then your votes will not count. Honestly, to be safe, I say like, just go to the polls and vote. And if you have early voting, just it like once early voting opens up in your area, just do that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Amazon has done the best with the mailing system and I still sometimes don't don't get my thing, so I uh, I need to go in person just so I can feel confident right. in myself. I I did what I needed to do. I'm not leaving it up in the hands of mm-hmm. uh, of the mailing system here. It just a, sounds a little too funny for me. But some people don't have a choice, right? Like Kabir, you you you. I mean, you have to mail in your ballot. I take I take it. Right? Yeah, no, you're right. I I do not have a choice. Um, I am registered in Ohio. Uh, I reside in Ohio. Um, like as my permanent address, but my temporary address, which does shift a lot, um, is in California. And it just so happens that Ohio is in a swing state. So, you know, I want to make that vote count, baby. Uh, but at the same time, all that means is that I've got to request the absentee vote. I have to mail it in. So I mailed it in a week ago. Um, at some point, I may get an absentee ballot. I hope so. You know, we don't know with, with the post office. Um, and so I might get a ballot in. If I get a ballot in, I'm filling it out and I'm sending it back as soon as possible. Um, whether or not that actually reaches um, a place for it to be counted, you know, Allah on him. Um, I look at that as something that I cannot control. Um, but I would like, you know, my vote for it to, I would like for my vote to count in the place where, um, you know, I reside um, and where it might actually even have some sway, somewhat of an impact. Inshallah. Man, it, it better. It, I mean, Ohio needs everything that it can get. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me, that's sometimes some of the flaws of the United States voting system. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I vote in, in uh, Maryland, which is usually going to be a Democratic state regardless Um sometimes that that works towards my ideals and sometimes that doesn't but you know if i wasn't if i wanted to vote republican you know would that vote even really count whereas you know you have these states like ohio west virginia um south carolina texas florida you know these states that you know it can go either way and and they seem like they really run the run the table you know texas does not go either way texas goes straight to Uh, trump <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I'm talking about with Texas, but uh but we're but, we're but, like halfway now. Like Texas is really trying to like last year, I mean, 4 years ago, it, there was like a high possibility that it could have gone, but because we have too many rural counties that are all Trump supporters, so it had mm-hmm. to go Republican, but we're getting there in a couple years though. So we'll switch over. <laughs> yeah. 
but I mean, that kind of brings up the point, right? Like, does does the vote really count if your state's just going to be what it's going to be? I was just about to ask that. I'm just like, I'd be feeling scammed. Like, at the end of the day, I know majority of these amount of people are going for the Democratic, and then in the end, the Electoral College is like, yeah, whoever... I don't know. I just feel like it's just a scam in the end. Like, does it really count? Is there a point? I think... I All feel right. like at the end of the day, we should just do our... We should just um do what we... Like, our jobs and our due diligence and just leave it to Allah. Like, especially living in Texas has really taught me that because at the end of the day, we can think like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? But if everyone who's saying what's the point goes and everyone actually votes... Who knows the kind of difference we'll actually make? So I don't know. Allah knows best, but just do what you can and just leave the rest to Allah. That's why that's why I went to vote. Even though I felt like it's totally pointless because four years ago when I voted, it didn't count, right? That's how I felt. But then later Mm. on now I'm just thinking, like, okay, like people are talking about how now, you know, the older people are kind of like dying off. (laughs) No hate towards them, but like now it's up to like us, the youth, to you know, pick our own future. At the end of the day, we're going to become the majority in a couple years. So we're going to be the ones who, like, whose votes are actually going to count. So, yeah, you know, I think, you know, while while we're sort of on this topic, I I do just sort of want to interject and, you know, while we've got the platform, you know, make sure we're using it responsibly and be clear. Like, we are not saying at all. Don't vote. Facts. Um, no, big facts. Like that's that's your civic voice. Uh, like, please go and vote too. <laughs> Auntie, I beg. Um, but for real, like you know, to to Fatima's point, like regardless of whether or not we necessarily like um, who our candidates are, whether or not we feel like they represent us, whether we think we live in a majority blue, majority red state, what's the point? Um, this is like something that you know you this is your right as a citizen mm-hmm. um you know anytime you're not using it um it's just sort of more ground that you know we're giving to people that honestly it's a debatable how much they care about us and we do have somebody in office right now um that sort of loves like right these vigilante off-white super supremacist folks right um telling people to stand back and stand by um, we've had a whole pandemic that, you know, is, that could be handled better. Um, so I would definitely encourage everybody to vote. At the same time, I'm sympathetic to people that are upset about, you know, like the candidates that they have to choose between um, whether or not they feel like their vote counts because of where exactly they live. I think the Electoral College, right, is something I think a lot of people are coming around to this now where they realize oh, wait, this actually doesn't benefit a lot of us, especially those of us that are not white, you know? Hmm. Man, you bring up a great point in the fact that, yeah, so, you know, a lot of these a lot of these states that you look at that have these rural areas, you know, they don't have the same minority population, of, you know, th- that are in the city. So I know as be- living in the city, I sometimes lose track of what the country really looks like, right? And which is majority, you know, frank, frankly speaking, poor, white, Anglo-Saxon, however you want to describe it. And that vote has been split for a long time. And I feel like Trump really just said, hey, let me just mark it. I don't need the Hispanic vote. I don't need the Muslim vote. All right. Like, let me just mark it to this large population. And if they want coal and steel and, 
you know, if they want America to be the way it was before, then so be it. And he rounded up, I think, a large, I mean, uh, the, the population that really, you know, controls the United States. And, you know, so Ohio, West Virginia, these places that, you know, went to Obama, it, it wasn't there for for the Democrats because Trump wanted, he, he said it would bring back coal. Can you believe I, I I was speaking to my cousin in Nigeria and I told him that United States still produces coal in Nigeria and he couldn't believe it. He was like, no way, no way that the United States still still produces that or still uses energy in that way. But, you know, that's that's that. So move. So, I mean, no, I mean, since you brought up coal, I do mad, mad research in energy. That's sort of like you know, what I, what I do on a day-to-day basis. We are facing out, like, it's not, like, most of the country is not burning coal for electricity. Um, we got a lot of really cheap natural gas. Um, solar and wind continue to increase year over year. So it's just, like, places like West Virginia where everybody and their mother, um, you know, needs coal, and they're going out of business, which is why they were all so quick to vote for Trump. So so don't worry, we're, we're not burning coal anymore. It's on the way out. It's seeing- So... As we're talking about voting and if, if voting even matters, you know, that, I think that brings up an important question of, you know, how do we how do we include our faith when we're looking at voting? Is is this something that we feel like is even represented or impacted with this upcoming election? I mean, personally, I had this conversation with a few people and I don't I'm not sure I understand the confusion when it comes to this topic, because. I feel as though Muslims who vote Republican because their ideologies stand close to Islam, I just feel like it don't really make sense. So, for example, like um, the person Trump uh, selected uh, for the seat of the Supreme Court, Amy um, Barrett, she's like, okay, uh, abortion is immoral, LGBTQ immoral, all these things immoral. But we have to still understand that Allah gave us free will. Like there's plenty of places where he says we are allowed to do what we want on this earth however the consequences will come you know try to do what you you know try to do the best you can so then we go and we sit down and say if they're not allowed to do that then the people who said it's their basic human right to not wear a mask because they look so much like muslims then it's just you know what i'm saying it's just when you start to put things in perspective like none of this makes sense so why not side with the democrats who are giving us a, a place where we can be who we are and this and that and you know, be free in the end. I have to agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to agree with Amina because a lot I feel like um people I don't know, it's just what Amina said is completely true. And like I as Muslims, I believe it's very important for us to vote and make sure that our voices are heard. There's a lot of people in America that want to vote that cannot vote, right? There's a lot of people who are here. Yeah who in at the end of the day the um whoever we vote for um the laws that get implemented affect their lives but because they cannot vote they don't really have a say in it and i'm not really talking about illegal immigrants even legal immigrants that came here um the right way they can't vote because they're not citizens right but there's a lot of laws here that affect them and um their way of life i just think it's very for me personally i think it's a bit selfish to have the right to vote and to be able to do things that could possibly, you know, change our lives and other people's lives, but you choose not to because 
you just don't think it's like, oh, you don't think either of those candidates are good or whatever. Like, you should choose who you think is the best, even if we are always voting for the lesser of two evils. And I was watching a show the other day, and it was, um, this show is an old show. It was like in the 90s, and they were talking about how, oh, I'm not going to vote because this is, I still always have to vote for the lesser of two evils, right? And it's like, for Black mm-hmm. people, like Muslims aside, for Black people, it always feels like we're voting for the less of the two evils, less of the two evils. Right. But like, it's still something that we still have to do until we can make that change to find someone who's not less of the two evils, right? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, I, so I, I just because like, you know, we opened up almost a little bit of a minefield here, right? Um, especially when we're talking about like, how religion intersects or, or should it intersect Fact. with politics, um, right? Because they're not, they're absolutely not the same. They don't, they're not, they're not overlapping each other, but they're not separate either, right? I think there is probably a certain extent to which your religious beliefs, values, principles should influence your politics. But the question of how is a totally different question, right? And there is religious education, there is also political education, right? Understanding the history of the land we're in, understanding the nuances of issues, understanding how, you know, your voice as an individual or as a community um, can be leveraged to see changes in policy and programs that end up affecting you, the people around you, the people that look like you, so on and so forth. And I think, you know, one of the things that I sort of question sometimes um with like a lot of people generally but like particularly with with you know some of our brothers and sisters um, in faith is whether or not that political education has has happened thoroughly right like we're talking about muslims that voted for george bush but you know once people started understanding the foreign policy implications of that and what it did for muslims abroad right like that changed Mm. really quickly um you know, since, you know, this is a, a, a nonpartisan podcast, if you will, let me hit the other side of the aisle, right? Folks like um, Obama, um, right, utilizing sort of unilateral drone strikes or programs like the counterviolent extremism program, like these are things that actually, you know, and affect mm-hmm. our communities abroad, but mm-hmm. also domestically, right? Like something like CBE is used to turn like, you know, often immigrants that are in vulnerable positions into informants for their communities. Um, so we've got to be able to understand that. And yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of reading, but we have to do it um, because otherwise we're not going to know how to use this system um, to make sure that we're protected and make sure that we're not being infringed upon. This is why I think, you know, groups like um, CARE um, are really, really important because that's a lot of their day-to-day work, making sure that like, you know, people understand the rights that are available to them advocating for those people in our communities. Um, And I question almost like, you know, in the same way that there's like a certain amount of religious knowledge um, that's, you know, incumbent upon us, whether there should be like a certain amount of just like political knowledge in it, not necessarily incumbent upon us in the same way, right? Because we're not talking about religion, but just whether or not we recognize that there is some amount of, you know, knowledge and understanding that we have to have. So at the very least, you can justify why you're making a certain choice i don't necessarily have to tell you vote for the lesser of two evils like but i but it should be such that you know what happens if somebody like say donald trump gets elected for another four years versus joe biden and you're willing to accept what comes with that 
and you're at least making an informed decision that you can yeah. stand on. Let, let me play devil's advocate real quick <laughs> and ask, right? And, and ask, right? So I understand that it's important that you know we, you know, we vote to to allow others to have their rights, and that's what America is here for. But at what point does it become we're supporting things that are against Islam? Right. Like, uh, for example, to be liberal um, or, you know, to 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 vote a lot of times uh, liberal or, or or even Democrat means that you may also be voting to support, you know, to, to enhance gay rights and make it make the environment more gay friendly right, or, or homosexual friendly when that's essentially against our religion. So how do you kind of balance that? You see, with. Wait, wait, real simple. Oh, yeah, no, you want to go? Just two seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> because, right, because one, <laughs> the fact that this is a part of politics is killing me. Like, the fact mm. that we discuss this, that's why I had to, like, kind of disagree with the fact that, um, like, religion should be a part of politics or it, it's something that should sway this and that. No, I feel like if you're a politician, then you do what is uh, uh, ethically correct. Like, this is this is law, this is law, this is law not what you think is morally or what comes from religion. And like, it's just, no, like, I just feel like that's all wrong. The people, they can pick who they want based on their religion, that's fine. But in, but politics in itself should be politics. And then back to your question where it's like, how, are you supporting? I don't necessarily feel like it's supporting. I feel like it's, it's supporting, but just free will. I don't think it's supporting that one idea that that person wants to you know, enhance LGBTQ uh, rights. I just feel like it's free will because 10 times out of 10, or let's say five times out of 10 for whoever's listening, the person who is for enhancing LGBTQ rights is also for allowing a uh, um, Muslim woman to wear niqab, allowing a uh, mosque to be open. Like, it's just, I feel like it's a, it's, you can, it's not a, 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 it's a win-win, honestly, for me. Um, yeah, so I mean, I agree 100% with, you know, uh, what Amina is saying, especially her first point, like, if you are, um, you know, a confirmed official, right, to take to take the case of Amy Barrett, um, you are somebody that is a judge, your job is to interpret the law. Uh, and there is a precedent that judges respect, you know, the, you know, um, the, the precedent of the, the judges that came before them prior courts, uh, somebody like that, saying, I don't believe in abortion, so I'm going to do as much as I can um, to, you know, disregard this precedent or argue against this precedent uh, in service of their personal values. Uh, that, to me, um, looks like a massive breach um, of, you know, the oath and the obligation that we hold um, of our justices in, in, you know, federal, state court, all of it. Like, you need to be able right. to do your, your job, right? You, you swore an oath to, to something else totally, totally separate. Um, but, you know, like, I think where, where I get confused and, and, you know, I think for anybody that's listening that, that sort of heard, you know, arguments to the contrary, um, I would love to hear it, but we do not live in an Islamic state. This is not, um, you know, um, a country that is sworn to, you know, follow the Quran and the Sunnah, uh, right? Most of the people that we're talking about, most of the laws that are being developed, um, are not for people that have taken Shahada. Uh, right like and so to me it seems a little bit like putting the cart before the horse 
to a certain extent to say, you know, and in a secular society where we accept already that people behave in ways that are different from us, um, right? Like potentially voting yes or no on certain propositions um, or, you know, finding allies or supporters um, for some of our causes um, that might not necessarily agree with our beliefs 100%. Um, is necessarily something that can't be done. Now, is it something that sort of involves nuance and should be looked at with nuance? For sure. Um, and thankfully, I don't do this sort of work, so that's <laughs> not my job. Um, but sometimes I think people, again, that lack sort of, I think, a certain level of political education and understand the importance of building coalitions, especially like when, you know, for Muslims, you make up at best 1% of the population in this country. Um, Right, why that sort of work becomes necessary and why again the way that like this country works and is structured is that we wouldn't judge it on on a, on being a muslim state and like if we did why would we start with um abortion and lgbt like right right it's like <laughs> like yeah like you ia and 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 the like right like wouldn't we start with you know i guess something recognizing the oneness of god um or like the way in which, you know, people are sort of like brutally murdered by like, you know, acts mm -hmm. of state sanctioned violence, like, you know, policing, imprisoning, um, or like the amount of haram that people are like able to profit off Facts. of riba. Like, wouldn't those be the things that we could address? Like, and, and I mean, I think we all recognize when we talk about some of those things, we can shrug our shoulders, not necessarily shrug our shoulders, but we say there's little that we can do to affect that in the larger culture, it's actually the same for, for these issues as well. All we're really doing is piggybacking off of sort of Christians that say the same thing, but I don't, I don't see why that has to be our example. Um, why just because we agree with them on two specific like sort of hot button issues, two lightning rod issues that all of a sudden that becomes how we make our decisions. I just think that it, it deserves a little bit more examination and it's something that we shouldn't leave out entirely because again, all of these issues are going to affect us one way or the other. And unfortunately, until we have our own communities that sort of drive um, you know, everything that it is that we're doing in our own culture, um, we are not going to be able to choose everything that but, we want. But where do you draw the line though, right? Like I get it. We want to make sure that, hey, you can live freely. This is the land of the free. But is there such thing as it's too free, right? Because we try to separate church from state. But I don't think that's so possible because we get morality and what we think is right, even outside of religion, from religion. So, right. So at some point, what if I just said, oh, you know, I... I want to exercise my right to slap people if I want to. That's my right. You know, like that's what I want to walk around and do. So I don't I don't know if it's so so black and white sometimes and I, and I wonder, you know, where is it that you draw the line? And and for me, I draw that line where does my rights infringe upon someone else's? And um and if if that right does, then that's something where I think law should come in. And if it does not, and you can prove that, that's somewhere where, you know, law shouldn't shouldn't be um, shouldn't be a thing, all right? Like if I want to marry four wives within my religion, that is fine. And if I'm not impeding on anyone else, 
then why is it illegal for me? You know? I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think as Muslims on these issues, most of the time, like, like LGBTQ, for example, like, we need to know what our faith says about it. And we need to know that as Muslims, we cannot impose our faith on other people, right? There's even eyes in the Quran that talks about, um, we, um, that's the word I was looking for. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. There's no compulsion in religion, right? And as um, you were saying about like being Muslims and we not living in the Muslim land, one, two, like these people are not even Muslims. All the laws that we're talking about that oh it clashes against our deen. This is not something that um, these people are also practicing all these other things that they do in their day-to-day lives that don't even have anything to do with the religion, right? So why is it um, just one issue or, like, two issues that, you know, okay, because of this, I'm not going to vote? When in reality, mm-hmm. like, another thing that a lot of people like to talk about, like, a lot of people who are who don't live here, that cri- Muslims who don't live in America that criticize Muslims who live in America, they talk about how living in America is haram, right? Because when you live mm-hmm. in America... Right. You're paying taxes <laughs> and you're supporting the military. They ended up bombing your Muslim brothers and sisters, right? That's what they say. And it's like at the end of the day, I'm not here to like talk about all these like wars and all these things, but it's like why most of these um wars that are happening is not really because of religion. Most of it has a political agenda behind it. Most of it exactly. is because of oil, right? If oil was in if oil was in like other countries, right? Those would those would be the countries that would be suffering this, right? Not just Muslim countries, and like I feel like we're not looking at it, um, or people don't look at things in a holistic sense. They just want to, okay, no, this is haram, so like, no, I can never vote for blah, blah, blah. And it's just like it's bigger than that, right? We need to ha- like paint a bigger picture. No, I totally I really, agree. Maybe they're saying it's it's maybe they're saying we got to stop paying our taxes, and that's how we get everything right. We <laughs> Maybe no, I I totally agree because I feel like at the end of the day, I don't honestly I feel like there is no line because it's going back to what I said. It's a win-win. It for them to accept, uh, you know, us, they accept them as well. And then on top of that, it's like if you really feel like you've seen too much zina, you know, you've seen this and that, sis, pack your stuff, take your one <laughs> one way ticket to flight to Saudi. Like we right. know that is where the laws that you follow are imposed. So go there. Like you cannot come to America. A whole melting pot. Uh, like literally nobody is the same. You can't like it just makes no sense to go. Yeah, this is wrong. So you got to follow me. It's first of all, it's haram. Like you cannot do that, As, especially with Fatima. So you cannot force anybody to follow the laws of Islam. Like it's back like um, uh, um, with the uh, I think it was the people of Luke. Like they did LG, uh, LGBTQ too. And how many times did they say this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong? They did what they did, and Allah did what He did. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we can't force nobody to do nothing. It's, it's yeah, really I'm, no line to me. Really, I'm always like, do they not steal in other countries? Right, do they like, not beat their wives in other countries? I'm I'm confused here. You know, like, so even if you're leaving, you know, to 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 go to a country where the laws quotation, I, I feel like your your iman is within yourself. Right? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? What does it really have to do, you know, truly with the laws around? We have how many examples in, you know, in our religious books that shows us, you know, how someone was in an atmosphere that wasn't conducive and what they've done to make their atmosphere more halal and, and inspire other people. Right. Why not look at the United States? Oh, if you if you see the if you see this country as, you know, oh, this is the land of Haram. 
Why not look at that as an opportunity for Dawa? Why not look exactly. at that as an opportunity instead of looking at it as, oh, you know, this is, you know, I, I need to criticize it. Right. right. So that's, that's interesting in itself. I want to switch gears a little bit though, and just, you know, get your feelings and thoughts about what do you think's actually going to happen in the next couple of <laughs> weeks? All right. Like we have this oh <laughs> election God, going anxiety. on. Right? Like, the polls are looking hey, absolutely hey, crazy. Hey, um, hey, yo, everybody, everybody stay safe. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. Um, you know, not, no, real talk, like the last couple of months, right? Like we've seen the protests, um, you know, even before we got into the election madness, um, people have been outside, people have been agitated, people have been angry, people have mm. been violent, um, you know, and there are definitely people that are out here just looking, you know, to harm folks, whether it's people protesting, whether it's like black people, um, other minorities, um, you know, like there have just been like uh, an alarming increase and in, like acts of violence, dominantly white supremacist violence, but who's <laughs> counting. Um, thankfully, there are people counting. Um, and so, you know, I just I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us all safe, to protect us all, um, you know, to allow us to continue to proceed and preserve um, our health, um, our physical health and our, and our mental health. That's the other thing, too, right? Like, I think staying too glued to the news sometimes, like, can be a little bit detrimental. Like, there's, like, there's a difference between, like, just having a constant flow of information and feeling and being informed. Um, and I think... There's something about like our news cycle currently, like social media, right? That just bombards you with like a lot of information. You're hearing Trump said this, Trump tweeted that, Biden slept here, Biden, whatever, Kamala, Stevie, like all, like what, and you're just bombarded with it and like it can get draining. Um, so, you know, everybody's got to protect their energy, protect their physical safety, protect their mental energy. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the news, yeah. right? Like, so a pattern that I've noticed is that usually the candidate who gets the most news coverage usually you know wins the mm. election um and what scares me is that you know unfortunately i, I haven't seen uh, a lot of news coverage outside of trump you know there's the, you know you get the sprinkles of biden's but i still feel like trump dominates the news i mean the news channels and it makes so much money for these media outlets to have trump on their you know on their newspaper on you know on their website that you know that influence alone one is scary that we vote i mean we we vote for these ignorant reasons but that's that's just the truth but two you know it makes me wonder do the democrats even have a shot I don't know. I feel like the Democrats always shoot themselves in the leg, right? They never choose a candidate that is like worthy, a candidate that people that people who would vote for Democrats, like who are Democrats in general would vote for, right? We always have right. to choose between like not voting at all or like voting for someone who's just as bad, you know? Like I said earlier, we're always choosing the lesser of the two evils. How I feel about the election, I feel like Trump is going to win. Like, I 100% feel like he's going to win. Like, if he doesn't win, for me, will be a shocker. And that's just how I've mm -hmm. been feeling. Because, like, as you're talking about someone who gets more news coverage and everything, and you see there's a lot of people who support him. 
in my neighborhood, I live in a 90% Asian, let's say 90% Vietnamese um, neighborhood. And there's a whole bunch of people in my neighborhood who have yard signs, yeah. Mike, I mean, Trump and Pence, and they have Make America Great Again. It's like, y'all are minorities, like, you know? Yeah. Just for him mm-hmm. to be getting support right. from, like, minorities, <laughs> for me is, like, a lot of minorities is just really disturbing. And I just, I don't know, like, I, I, I pray that Allah gives us the best. I, pray a lot I mean, they're not black. Because people also talk about, like, you know, know, Allah will always give us what's best for us. And mm-hmm. even, like, when people talk about last four years, what mm-hmm. happened, um, Clinton or whatever, Hillary not being elected, like, that could have been a blessing in disguise. Maybe Hillary would have been worse than Trump. Like, we don't know that. Only mm-hmm. Allah knows. So, like, I just pray that Allah gives us whoever is best. I'm going to I'm gonna vote for whoever I think is best. But then Allah is going to, in the end, choose who he thinks is best, you know, so... That's just gonna, right. that's what's gonna happen. Absolutely. But I mean, you're, you're not lying at all, man. I can't feel bad for the Democrats a little bit because I'm watching these mm-hmm. primaries and I'm I'm thinking like, is anyone really watching, or are we just, or, or, or you know, are we just shooting at the hip as to who we, <laughs> who we elected as a candidate? To me, to be honest, the only only candidate that seemed to have competent plan was Elizabeth Warren, but that's that's another story in itself but I, I just don't understand how this is the best we can come up with right like this is what we're gonna put up against a guy who just like broke records and really transformed <laughs> the way this country is thinking and looking and we've never seen we've never seen support for what seemed like minority white supremacist groups like this in a very long time. Like I didn't even know all of these names and they're just popping exactly. up out of nowhere. And I'm like, we got Biden. Biden. <laughs> Biden. He looks like he's about to fall asleep in, the, in these, in these, um, these, uh, uh, debates. You're right. Sleepy Joe. Like, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, like, do you guys feel confident about that? I don't know. I, it, he just doesn't strike me as someone um, who would get a lot of headlines. I mean, I, so I, I think, Oh no, you go because because when I go, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, go. I just have like two to three things to say because I, I feel like it's funny that you talk about news coverage because it's like honestly, I think that's the worst poison. And it, I because mm. if you really think about it, news uh, corporations they basically take all the news that they've accumulated and t- like take all of that and put the ten best stories they think that you mm. should hear, literally. So it's not anything like world news. It's just what they think you should hear, and we all know how that goes. Like literally. If we look at CNN and, and we really break it down, our brains care more about stories rather than statistics. Like, look up, like, back at 9-11. If you see the way news corporations, like, shared the story of 9-11, like, it was, it was insane. So I personally feel like, I understand what you're saying about Trump, but I feel like people are now getting caught up with the idea that this, maybe I should go read some more. Maybe mm-hmm. Malcolm was right when they said, if, you know, to hide something, if you want to hide something for somebody, put it in the book. You know, right. you, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like people are now getting uh, uh, caught up with the idea and, and going to look for information um, themselves. And then um, the last thing I'd say is, um, I think it's just really important that people are now reading and the fact that you have to vote in all sectors. So, you know, figure out who the candidates in your district are and figure out how things can actually change. And that's why I'm so uh, 
so wayward about the ideology that, oh, I'm going to vote Trump out. No, you're going because it's your human right. And even though they're two evil people, we have to figure out which one's best so we can keep moving forward and continuously vote. Not the fact that I, I'm just voting to Trump. The, like, the fact that Trump is in, like, in, I mean, the president right now should tell you why the ideology is incorrect. Like, we cannot keep doing that. It just doesn't make sense. And that's why I feel, also feel like, okay, I'm, I'm done after this one point. <laughs> that's why I also feel like um, the stance morality comes from, um, um, what, sorry, somebody said something. It was mad long ago. I should have said it. Basically, you said morality that. Morality comes to, from religion? Yeah, morality comes from religion, and that's how they deal with politics. Honestly, I don't feel like that. I feel like literally what's best is, like, what? how do I say this? I feel like they do what's best for them and the 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 situation they are going to put people in. So when it comes yeah. to like um her saying, you know, um uh abortion is immoral and then making contraceptives more expensive. Ma'am, how it it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. It just puts you in a win situation and of course the the civilized people in a lose. So that's probably what I have to say. Absolutely. So so I think that there's, you know, mm-hmm. We, I mean, we talked about a lot, and I think one thing that we can all agree on is that voting isn't the end-all, be-all. Mm. And whether it matters or not, it's still our right, and we still have an opportunity to say that we did what we can do as individuals, so it's still important to vote. But I think there's no better way to kind of round up this awesome session that we're having than talk about Outside of voting, right? What other ways can we make impact uh, as individuals, as Muslims, um, even politically? Um, like, what are what are some ways that you, you can make the impact that you're looking for and, and make some change that you know can not only benefit you but uh, us and as a community? So I'm going to lead off, right? Because I think this is really the conversation that we should be having. Like we spent mad, mad long talking about people that I think we can all agree don't really represent what it is that we want to see in the world. I think another theme that I've heard over this conversation is that there is a lot about the system, you know, as it's been structured, as it's operated, that really does not work well for a lot of us, um, you know, newsflash for those of y'all that didn't know, we're, we're all black. Um, so That's this is sort of like, you know, you know, double, <laughs> but it's it's funny, right? Because it's like, as far as how I've been thinking about this, this whole election, like, that's what I've been thinking about first and foremost, you know, the fact that, like, for, for Black people, um, really throughout American history, but like, particularly over like the last 60 years, um, our fates have, you know, somehow gotten worse and worse, like our real income has at best stayed stagnant when literally every other demographics has increased. Um, so many more of us are ending up in prison. Um, we continue to be disenfranchised politically, economically. We are getting gunned down by the police at astonishing rates. It's just sort of bad on all levels. Like this American project is not really working out for a lot of us. And I, I hope that's not too controversial to say. It, it's more so to just look at the world that we're in right now, the choice that we're presented with, um, while we, you know, for those of us that have really thought about the lived reality of, of our communities, and I'm not saying I'm one of them, um, and for the people that have really thought about what it is that, you know, we need um, to have 
the sort of lives that we want to to have, you know, without, um, you know, the state pressure, without, you know, the lack of economic prospects and, and sort of all of the things that come without, without, you know, all sort of the mental anguish, the trauma, the, the poor physical health, you know, all of these various, you know, effects of systemic racism. I think we, we recognize that like, yeah, voting for, you know, Joe Biden or, or whoever um, is the quote unquote other individual um, from, you know, the, the guy that likes to stand a little too close to the white supremacist to put it mildly, right? Like is it, not gonna be the thing that, that gets us to where we wanna go. And I think to Amina's point, like this starts with asking ourselves, well, what is it that we want to see for ourselves and for our communities? And what is it that we, what is it we need to get there? And then what can we do to get there? Uh, and so, right, like there's a famous saying like in politics mm -hmm. that all politics is local. And local politics, I think, matters immensely, especially for those of us that are in or near cities, right? What, I mean, you're in New York, uh, you're close to D.C., Fontenot, Houston, right? And I am um, just outside of uh, San Francisco and a little ways away from Oakland, right? These are all cities that affect, <laughs> with the exception <laughs> of San Francisco, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of Black people, um, like massive amounts of Black people. Uh, yeah, San Francisco gentrified heavily. Um, they used to be like 40% black, maybe in 1960. Now it's like less than 1% black. So that's right. That's structural racism. That's not necessarily something that's coming from a presidential election. That's years of mayors and city councils and district attorneys and like what housing and urban development committees, what I'm not even sure what we call them at like the, the local level, right? But there are so many of those mechanisms, school boards, um, and all of these things have just as much of an impact on our lives. And so, yeah, there's like, we're also voting for these individuals as well, but then there are engaged conversations um, and pushes for advocacy that we wanna have with these individuals because on that level, you can affect um, massive amounts um, of black and brown folks um, lived realities. And so I think that, right, distills down to knowing who the people are the organizations are that are in your community that are trying to deal with the issues in your community um, and being able to develop relationships with them, whether it's like as a masjid or um, a group of friends, um, school group, or just you as an individual person, right? And it's not like this is necessarily something that you do like 10 hours a week, like it's a, like a, a part-time job, you know, we gotta be realistic. People don't have that time, um, but, but we might need a little more than once every four years. Um, and at the very least, we have to be tapped into these networks. So when the organizers are asking for things, when the organizers are giving us information and they're putting in all this work, um, you know, we can, you know, sit, just do our little bit of reading, understand what it is that they need, why it is they need it, and what the, the benefit is for us, and try and support that in whatever way we can. Um, you know, everybody's at different levels. And at the end of the day, you know, just, just do what it is you can, um, because that's better than doing nothing. And it's going to take literally all of us to move towards, you know, that, that future, what we want. Um, volunteer if you can, if you have skills, you know, if you can be a mentor to the people around you, um, tell them how to use the system, how to play the game the best way that they can right now. Um, that's not nothing. None of these things are necessarily going to fix the problem in and of themselves. Um, but at the very least, it can hopefully um, like address sort of this culture, like where, you know, we don't really speak about these issues in the way that we should um, until it's time to, to vote for a president 
um, and where we feel like we don't have any choice and there's nothing that we can do. Uh, and we feel like most importantly, sort of alone and disconnected from the other people around us. Um, I think a lot of what this ends up boiling down to is being more consistent and intentional um, with how you think about our communities, uh, the people that claim that they represent them and our relationship to all of those things. And, and we really got to start talking about how we do that on a more consistent basis. Uh, if we really want to start, you know, seeing changes that like really well benefit said. us. Wow. Hit the nail on the head. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> Is that I was like, are we dropping the mic? I told y'all, I told y'all I was gonna go. I told y'all I was gonna go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not following that up. So I told y'all I was gonna go. Well, I mean, we we have had a beautiful night. I think uh this second episode, I mean, we this thing only gets better. So I'm I'm almost excited. I'm excited I for episode this is, three already. Is our third episode. Technically, yes. Yeah, I think it is. We had an introduction episode of yeah, we found the yes, that is. That platform is definitely trial episode, like a little preview. There was a pilot of our episode two. This is this is absolutely three. I'm counting the platform one for sure. But this is three already. Look, time flies when you're having fun, right? Right. Absolutely. So yes, wanted to sign Mm -hmm. off again, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a beautiful night. I wanted to thank our listeners for hanging in there with us. We had some great opportunities i want to thank my co-host and this is muslims on the move signing off with yours truly abdurrahman Amina. Fatima. yeah yeah please yeah, vote yeah, yeah. vote 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 <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Muslims on the Move, an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of APC. Let us know what you think about this episode. Share this episode with a friend so they can also benefit. Follow us on Instagram at Advanced Platform and subscribe to our mailing list by visiting APC's website at apc.ncnmo.org. Thanks for listening. Assalamu alaikum.